0: Well, it certainly wasn't dull at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. 23-20, one of the crazier finishes we've ever seen. We've seen some pretty crazy finishes. I remember the Ravens, was it the Monday night football game? Was that Monday night football or just a Sunday game? Steve McNair, when he was the quarterback for the Ravens. Uh, remember the, the hurry at
1: the 1? No, he was still the quarterback for the Titans. Or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was that was 0-1. That was, a, one. that was a Monday night game. That was right? a Monday night game, right? Yeah. The untimed down at the one yard line. The frenzy. The delay a game. Well, my mind's getting fuzzy. Now we're getting further and further removed. Can you believe it? that's 18 years ago? No, 18 years ago. But the the Titans hurried up at the one, mm-hmm. ran a quarterback sneak, and McNair scored. But they called, they called. offsides, offsides on yes, the on the offsides. Ravens was because they hearing. weren't yeah. set or something. Uh-huh. What's going on? So they had an untimed down with no time the on the Ravens clock. The Ravens
0: were trying to get back, running
1: was down the field. Right, right. Yes, that and was here. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so they lost. Yeah. Yeah, 16 So McNair scores, He's yeah, think on name. the final play. They everybody goes crazy. They come back for the untimed down and he gets stopped. Game over. Mm.
0: Vince's rookie year had some crazy finishes. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt the Giants down 21-nothing uh, to the Giants and they came back. Uh, to win, that was nuts on a fourth and fifteen play. Kiwanuka uh, has Vince Young wrapped up and just lets him go because he thinks they're going to blow the whistle. And Vince gets sixteen yards, keeps the drive alive, and they go down and finish it off. The in that same year, wasn't against the Cardinals. The touchdown in the back of the end zone. Yeah, Kenny Britt, Kenny Britt. I mean, was been that some, the same? I don't
2: think that was the same year.
0: But I'm not sure that they've ever had anything like that one. I
1: mean, that was. That's pretty unique that was to have that high many, drama. That many controversial plays in the last three minutes. The replay system was tested. And they didn't get everything right. I don't think. No. I'm still wondering why the clock stopped with seven seconds to go. And even you know when the guy that on the weird. TV is saying, I'm not sure like he doesn't want to show up anybody, right? Gene Serator? Yeah. But he says, I'm not really sure why they stopped the clock here. The clock should have run out. Yeah. There honestly. Yeah. But it all it's all good, right? As they say. Well, they'll
0: take the W however they can get it. So Teron, what did you think of the end of the game? What was your
3: final thoughts? Jeffrey Simmons. He's big time. Yeah. That play and no one is is talking about it, but that play happened because of him. Really? If you go back and look at it. You're
1: talking about the fumble on the last
3: play? The fumble on the last play. Because
0: everybody's obviously talking about Woodyard and
1: Evans. In case he recovers the ball.
3: Woodyard doesn't get to Melvin Gordon to punch the ball out if Jeffrey Simmons doesn't jack that right guard (laughs) into the backfield and cause Melvin Gordon to reroute his angle to the end zone. Jeffrey Simmons is the real deal. They asked me if I wanted uh, any specific music to, to lead into. I said Big Papa because that's what Jeffrey Simmons is, man. And I, I give him props. He hadn't played since January. Got out there and played. like he, he didn't miss a single snap in between that time. And if you go back and watch, he really did jack that guard. And he did it all game. How that many snaps got did, he, push. did he play? 21, 21 snaps. Okay. I think it was his second snap. He was able to get um, – he rushed – it was the pass to Keenan Allen that was just slightly overthrown. Allen almost caught it with one hand. But that throw was off because Jeffrey Simmons hijacked the guard again he and him pushed open. him back. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rivers had to throw a little high. So that's what I think of the play. Johnny on the spot, Wesley Woodyard, you know – the, uh, lumberjack he, the lumberjack and he he kept he kept chopping wood right lived up to the name because that play to Austin Eckler that could have made a lot of guys just just mail it in. Who was my player to watch Friday night? Hey, listen, you called it lumberjack, you called it, and he came up with a huge play, to, uh, you know, to force the uh, the fumble and and Casey man. And if you look at that, the way that, that ball just kind of like popped into his hands and it wasn't coming out. Man, do you they, think they it was clearly job. out? Could you tell? Oh yeah, oh, I, I right. couldn't. If you watch the replay, you could tell, but up from the box, I couldn't tell. In fact, I, I tweeted. I said the Titans' defense is celebrating like that was fourth down when, in fact, it was second down. It's now third down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But here it was. They saw Jarrell come up with the ball. Mm-hmm.
2: That so, was just a crazy end. I mean,
0: yeah, crazy to see ending. LA get in what twice and touchdowns taken back and just keep the drive alive, twice. and then it works. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and they normally don't get those calls, you know what I mean? So to see that happen, that was uh, really good for them. And I I tell you, it's it's one to build on. They could definitely build on that.
0: What did you make of before that point? Um, Titans have the ball just past midfield. Fourth and short. Let's start with first going for it. Right decision, wrong decision. I felt like when you have the best punter in the league, you punt. You punt and pin him deep, which he's the best at doing that in the league. That's me. What about you?
3: I'm going for it. And I think in that situation, because I asked Ray with that very question, and it's you have trust, right? You trust your guys to get you less than a yard. They got it, but as the – Conversation was to lead in from the break. It was a bad spot. They didn't challenge it, but I think it was the right call. I get it. You have Brett Kern, the MVP of the defense, as Dean Pease would say. But at the same time, you go for that, you get it, and, and you are in really good shape. As a matter of fact, if you watched the game last night, the Cowboys went for it. They were up fourteen seven, actually on the forty nine yard line, just like the the Titans were last night. Jason Garrett went for it. They got it. Yeah, that I, one I don't think it's an okay. I, I think that's a 50 I, I just the whole there's trust an argument thing, for like every
0: coach should trust his team. I mean, I, just, I mean, but you win if you get that yard, you win the game. Yeah, and I if think. you also yeah, punt and you down it at the five, now they have to go. You know, instead, but they still there's have two and three, a half minutes to go. If you don't get it, which they didn't, they have ball basically at midfield. They don't have to get much. I'm two from, and a half I'm to from go.
3: the school and pardon my improper grammar. I'm from the school. Scare money don't make no money. <laughs> That's the school I'm from. I give variable props for making that call. I think it was the right call. Hmm. Okay. Firmly, I guess we'll, it was the right call. We'll we'll, dis- we'll agree to disagree. Frank Reich did it against this very team on that same field <laughs> from and, further back. From further back, it was at like the 30, <laughs> thirty-five on thirty-five. Yeah. Listen, man, that stuff is, is it's. It was the right call okay. in
0: my opinion. You like we said we'll agree to disagree. We so what about will?
3: what about the.
0: The uh, not challenging the play, the call, the spot—that
3: was you got three timeouts. That was a serious mistake. You absolutely yep. have to challenge it. And I, you have nothing to lose, right? And, I mean, and Ravel said it. You know, he said, "Who knows what's going on in the pile?" And I, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. You're right. But what do you have to lose, right? You have nothing, to, mm-hmm. man.
0: Just a timeout. You fire one too. of those time, right. timeouts
3: up, man. Use use that thing. And that's if. It doesn't get overturned. You know what I mean? I, I think he should have challenged that by all means.
0: Willie, you slowed yours down uh, on your television. You slowed down the video on that play, and I got to be honest, that was the best look that anybody saw, at least if you didn't do what you did uh, because there was certainly nothing shown on the telecast that would break it down like you did. But then when you look at what you did with the beauty of all of us can be kind of coaches and have our own room, our own video room, because of DVR and slow that play down I mean you could certainly make a case for if you challenge you get the correct spot and it's a first down
1: yeah what I did and 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 you can put the uh you can go to 1025 the game twitter and see it I I put about a 30 second clip together where I just took the clicker on the tv you know I ran it back I hit pause and then I clicked slow motion frame by frame I focused in on Tannehill's left arm holding the ball. It's hard to see the ball. but you, His arm is on the ball. He's got a white you focus tape on, on the, it. focus on the right, the white It yeah. looks like a wristband, wristband but I think I it's probably tape, tape. whatever. So as he disappears, he gets stopped initially. Then he kind of pushes a little bit and makes a little surge, and then he gets a push from Derrick Henry, which is the design of the play. And he's right. trying to leverage Joey Bosa, who's got him corralled and Bosa's sort of left arm. He's kind of standing there sideways. You can see Bosa, 97, right on your screen. But if you slow it down frame by frame, long story short, to me, it looks like he gets across that yellow line, which everybody says is unofficial. But, Teron, here's a question I have for you. If the yellow line is unofficial, then what are they going by in New York? Do they have some magical line that is official that's different from the yellow line? Like what? Do they have a different satellite? I don't. That makes no sense to me. The, the yellow line is all unofficial. Well, how in the heck are they going to tell? Right, right. Well, do what else do some, they have to go by? Do they have something official They got in New some York? magical, uh, you know, <laughs> magician up there that the, puts a real line on there? The ball has a chip in it. <laughs> the ball, yeah, I mean, come on. The yellow line is yeah. what you go by. He's yeah. way yeah, but, past the yellow line. So, this is my question. Forward Teron. progress
2: to me showed it was a first
1: down. Well, yes, especially if. Now, here's the other part, Teron. The ball, right? The ball sort of disappears once he goes behind Bosa, right? So you can't really see the ball. And I think that's Vrabel's – whoever is talking to Vrabel is saying, I don't know if we have a good look, right? He said that if he – we didn't have a good look. But you didn't see the ball on Eckler when he's tumbling and and backing into the goal line, which was called a touchdown on the field. But they overturned it, even though they never saw the ball, because you could see his backside hits the ground, his torso's still up in the air, and you can say, okay, the ball's not over. So but I you, can't see you, the ball in Tannehill, but I know he's over that line. You can tell
3: on Eckler's one. You could, you could, you don't see the ball exactly, but it's very clear that the ball wasn't. I agree. Beyond the, I agree. So it I was, don't know that was I would the right use that call. But sometimes they but, say
1: if you can't see the ball, then well, that that was that was Vrabel's reasoning for not challenging. Yeah.
3: And I think it goes back to to what I mentioned that he said. You never know what's going on. What happens in that pile? Right, and, and in order for it to be overturned, it has to be basically beyond a doubt. Well, I, I think you can see it beyond a doubt. So that, but that is that is my question.
1: Yeah, is what well, is his you can't, you
0: can't say beyond a doubt because you never see the ball. You can see other things of Tannehill, Hill, but you don't see the ball. So it would. Be, I don't think you but can I, say without. No, I think if doubt. you
1: slow it down the way, I do think there is a point where you can see the wristband before Henry even starts to push him where he's on that yellow line. So anyway, yeah. my, it, the, the real question going forward is, we've talked about this almost every week with Vrabel. Who, who is the person who is in the video room telling him challenge or no challenge? Because after the game, he says something about, I was yelling at the official, how did we lose yardage? To me, yeah. that's got nothing to do with whether he's got to be I focused on challenge Actually, or not challenge. I think
3: it definitely has a lot to do but he's, with... But that
1: guy has nothing to do with anything, just challenge.
3: Which guy has nothing to do with the, it?
1: The official that he's yelling arguing at the line, with. The sideline
3: whoever, sideline
1: official that he was yelling at. He's, sitting he that, the, he's holding the challenge flag, flag in his hand, and he's in a discussion with him. To me, he should be on the
3: headset with his guy saying, Do you have a look? Am I how, how this flag you, or not? Well, I, I you have mean, a lot of time. Listen, It's not like... T- Con- common sense would tell the guy up there in the booth to look at the play. I mean, that's so like... What's he, what's he looking know, somebody at? Somebody doesn't have to tell you to drive on the road. You just drive. You know what I mean? That guy was... i Rest assured, he was... I, I think what it could have been, him trying to buy time in order for the guy to look at it a little bit more. It could have been, but I, I think his decision not to challenge it was wrong. And I think he needs to... Not be as gun shy with these challenges, right? I'll agree with you there, but I, I just I I don't know that it, you know it was so proven that he got that yard that it was absolutely something that you know he should have no doubt challenged. But at the same time, and I'm kind of talking out on, on two sides of my mouth, I, he should have challenged it though.
1: Yeah, because you, you have should've. three timeouts. Yeah, and losing the timeout. Is worth the chance that they overturn? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Two and a half minutes to go. Even if you lose, okay. Now with, you have with your the time a two minutes because yeah. If you're going to gamble and
2: go for it on fourth down right there, which I don't disagree with that decision at that point in It's a, it's a worthy the game, gamble, I think. Then why not? Gamble. Why not continue the gamble and and challenge?
3: Excellent Like I, I don't,
2: I don't understand why you would. I mean, you've already gambled at this point, so double down and throw throw the challenge flag.
0: Always double down.
2: I always. agree.
3: Always. Double well, down. Not always. Double down. I think so.
0: Well, I'm saying when it, when it applies, you always when it, it applies. applies. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll come back more with Toronto Davenport in studio with us, talking with TD NFL NFL or ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Titans. We'll continue the discussion on the other side. ESPN 1025. The game.
1: Did you think maybe in that instance it might have been worth challenging?
2: Uh, they, they're 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 tough. And, and, again, when we're watching the replay, you know, the only thing that matters is um, the ball and the knee. It's, those piles are tough just in our conversations with, with the people that review them. You know, they they got to they gotta, they gotta be able to see a lot about um, to, to move the spot. And the more bodies in there, the harder it is for them to move the
0: spot. Mike Rabel. They're talking about what we were discussing in the last segment. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase, Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe, Teron Davenport hanging out with us for a good while before he heads over to the facility, 1230 press conference. And what you were talking about in the first segment with us, Teron, you showed me during the break and you're right. I never saw, I never focused on what Jeffrey Simmons did, Big, big Jeff, is that what they call him? Big Jeff. Big Jeff. What he did on that play, obviously, I was focusing more on what Evans and Wesley were doing. And you're right. Because of him blowing, I mean, blowing up that play, it created the lane for them to come in and stuff Gordon and strip him. But I had not seen that until you showed me and then slowed it down. In fact, it's almost like before the ball was snapped, he like stood up for a minute and went like, okay, let me want me get my surge ready. It was like a track, you know, a track guy like getting back down in his yeah. stance. Yeah. And now I'm going to blow you up. Yeah, he I did I
3: I tell you, man, the way he did that was just it was it was outstanding effort and strength. And this is the thing that I really like about that. If you look, he kinda he locked out with his left arm. In watching, and this is why I give Rabel and that coach and staff props, Brian Bell as well, Terrell Williams, uh, the the D-line coach, Terrell, uh, Brian Bell, the strength and conditioning coach assistant. They did this exact drill and worked on this exact technique over and over and over again with the D-linemen, but in this case, one-on-one with Jeffrey Simmons. And it's just really – Good to see a drill, a technique that you're coached on transfer play out onto onto a game and and have such a huge impact. Seventy five. I don't remember who that guy is at right guard, but man, oh man, he got folded like a lawn chair. I bet he remembers (laughs) Jeffrey Simmons. (laughs) Oh yeah, he he's probably he probably was thinking about ninety eight on that flight back. You know what I mean? (laughs) That long flight back. And it's a darn shame because that man probably has a family, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he got embarrassed like that on national television. That's a bad thing. Well, Teron, let's uh, let's go to the other big story of the game, big
1: picture here, and that was the performance of Ryan Tannehill, mm. based on the the decision to to make the change there. And we discussed this the, in the opening segment, sort of leading into you. In my in my eyes, it was the right move. And I, I, I said this, and maybe it was might have been my only appearance on the show last Monday, that I thought it was time to, to give it a shot. But I didn't think it would be that good. I thought he would be a little different. He's Maybe it's a spark. Maybe he's the right fit. But the way he spread the ball around yeah. was really, really impressive. I could not have foreseen a 300-yard day. But it looks like he's just seemed to be tapped in. His strengths seemed to match the strengths of the offense, at least for one week. Now we'll see where it goes, but he's certainly earned uh, the nod here for for the foreseeable.
3: Eight different guys had a catch in in that game last night, and uh, that's impressive. Uh, I will admit I felt that Mariota should have gotten at least a quarter of this game, you know, the first quarter of it. But one of the things that we talked about on Chasing TD as well as the Talking with TD podcast was the decisiveness that Ryan Tannehill brings to the table. That ball was on schedule. It was out. You want a good example of that? Look at Corey Davis's touchdown. It was an eight-yard score. That ball, he he got to that that third step in, in his drop, and it was out. And there were guys closing. Oh yeah, on it's it. There was window. a defender on both sides. It was a tight window. He, he throws a different kind of ball, right? Well, he's got a, he's got more of a fastball it's, than Mariota. It's not as much. His fastball, the different ball that he throws, it's more, in my opinion, the anticipation and decisiveness. That throw to Corey Davis for the touchdown, if there's any hesitation, that thing is picked off. And ironically, on social media, some of the um, you know uh, undeniable Marcus Mariota fans said, well, that should have been intercepted. No, it shouldn't have. He made it so it wasn't. Right. Another example of a tight window throw, and this is something that he has to continue to do, and it's something that unfortunately for Mariota he didn't do. And that throw t- for the 38-yard gain, let me tell you something. You had that safety drifting back, and then you had the DB on on, on Corey Davis's back, and, and he fit that ball in between them. Corey himself said it because I asked him about it. He said when he went back and looked at it on the uh, on the uh, the, the touchpad. He said that he was it wasn't surprised but he he said that that was a very very tight window throw. Now I think how about the
0: one where he was rolling against the I don't remember who he connected with was that
1: Davis or AJ Brown? I know the throw you're talking about, but I I know what you're going to oh, say. That was Davis was along the da- sideline. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my where gosh. he bought
3: time in that, and then he he moved in the pocket and slid to his left and rolled a little bit. Yes, and David he hit David. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, it, he so can
1: those,
2: manipulate the pocket.
1: That's exactly yeah. well, what this Marcus is, hasn't been able to do. These are these are a couple things that I thought about. It absolutely, I'm on the same page with you guys. Is Mariota for a guy that is as mobile as he is, does not throw the ball well on the run? Tannehill. Throws it better on the run. That's one thing. And also, I did see some times where he looked to have a better feel for shuffling up in the pocket. Yeah. Now, let's also not make Ryan Tannehill out to be Roger Staubach. Oh, or who? Nobody other. is. But... His flaws will come out o- over time, right? Yeah. But the question really is, is he, is he a better fit with this personnel and what they're trying to do? Because that's the formula where they will have the most success. He's not a great quarterback. But if he's a better fit, then maybe that leads this team into greater things. Existing within the system. Right.
3: Right. And if you look, ESPN, they have a stat called pass block win rate. Right. And it measures how often a guy holds his pass block uh, 2.5 seconds or more. The Titans were top 10 in that category as a unit. I think they were sixth in the NFL. Here's one problem. Mariota was holding on to the ball 2.89 seconds, which is ninth longest in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying all that is on Mariota. I'm not saying that. and I'm not here to step on that man's name because I still think he could go somewhere and play. Yeah, But the decisiveness, and that's why since Tannehill got the nod, that's why I've been over and over again talking about the decisiveness. Staying on schedule is something that he does. Those slants to A.J. Brown who – A.J. Brown catches the football as confidently as anyone I- I've seen he in, a, in a while. Those slants is all hands, right? You wonder why he's so good yards after the catch? Because he accelerates through the catch. A lot of receivers, as that, when they're, especially on that slant, they catch the ball. They have to slow down and catch the ball. He accelerates through it and always catches it with his hands, with his mitts. So that's a part of just the on-schedule type of uh, approach that Ryan Tannehill has. And then if you look at this, right? Outside of weight, you know, being able to stay healthy, what has been the main thing they've been working on Mariota? Footwork. Bingo. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is a former wide receiver, a Division mm-hmm. One wide receiver who was pretty good. You're not going to get to that point by not having sweet feet. Yeah. So that's an advantage that he has.
0: All right, let's do this. I must have made a really good point, man. We're we're all deep thoughts. Uh, Let's do this. Let's step away. We'll come back, wrap up the first hour of Darren, Donnick, and Chase next. We're back. Darren, Donnick, and Chase. I was just looking. We were talking about, and this is weird to bring this up, but when I think Ice Ice Baby now, you know, he does all these flipping homes, right? Right. He did all the... The shows, I don't know if he's still doing that show or not, but we were talking about the tornado that hit in Dallas and what it did to Tyler Sagan's house that's on the market. Luckily they moved to their new home. I just looked, I just saw another story. Ben Bishop's house got hit. Oh, and boy, he was not no. gonna be a practice this morning because his house got hit by a tornado so my goodness. Well just glad everyone must have unfortunately was all right. touched down in some really nice neighborhoods in yeah. Dallas, right? Yeah, I was reading on that. But the good news, I feel like I I see things where everybody's okay. Yeah. But just wanted to pass that along.
2: Teron Davenport, ESPN, is here with us talking with TD, the podcast, Chasing TD Friday nights from 6 to 8. So I've heard you several times, even going back to Friday night, using on schedule and that Ryan Tannehill was on schedule and we saw that firsthand yesterday of going through his progressions. I also thought that Arthur Smith called a really good game. And I don't know if that was just that it matched up well with Tannehill. Going back to what you were saying about the system, or if Arthur, if this whole thing, the benching of Mariota, kind of lit a fire under Arthur Smith as well.
3: I think Arthur Smith has continued to call a good game. Uh, I think he had a good game this week. Last week, I questioned him for not taking shots, uh, as we talked about. Yeah, Devonte Harris, a guy that was signed in September, one-on-one coverage with Corey Brown, AJ. Or excuse me, Corey Davis. I merged the two. That would be a pretty good receiver. Corey Corey <laughs> Davis and AJ Brown. How high would uh, that guy get drafted? <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, he'd be a top five, that's for sure. But um he they didn't take shots last week with the safeties playing up. This week, I mean, even all the way down to the to the play design. You know, we talked about that slant with AJ Brown. Well, the first one that they did, it was a, a perfectly designed play which allowed Corey Davis to set a natural pick. Davis did an excellent job of not getting called for pass interference. He just got in the way, and that led to a big gain. So, for me, I think uh, Arthur Smith did an excellent job. You look at what he did with uh, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, we're not talking about it, but they got on that DH-22 train late in the game. And for the touchdown, I believe it was the touchdown, the way they were able to get him downhill. It was kind of like a toss, and he got downhill. And that's what you want to do, get him downhill in that alley, all that gets going, man. It's it's an awfully hard task to stop that when he's able to get going. AJ Brown, a great block on that play, uh, by the way. Yeah.
1: He did a great job. I I, I love that the role definition of of who got the ball when, yeah. how many times. That was exactly what we were all envisioning, right? So yeah. that's a that's a great sign.
3: And and, yeah,
2: because my whole thing has been, I know that you drafted Corey Davis fifth overall. You want him to be your go-to guy. But you've upgraded the, the weapons on this team with Humphreys, A.J. Brown. You have to use them. And I thought that they did a really good job, and this is all on the quarterback, of spreading it around. Sure, would you like to have Corey Davis you know, lead the way by a lot? Sure. Okay. But they spread it around, and I think that made this offense effective, plus the mixing in of Derrick Henry, who had 22 carries.
3: They have a starting five. Each of them are capable of scoring 20 points. I love it. But that. you have two guys who – can blow up and give you forty points, uh, to use a basketball reference, and that's A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. And even Tajay Sharp got involved. Beautiful catch in the back of the end zone, little toe tap in there. I, I <laughs> Tajay toe tap, that's what we yep. could call him. But I, I just think it was really good how he distributed the ball to everyone. And then you even look at Johnu Smith, right? Uh one of his that's early where I throws was go next. one of his early throws to Johnu I think it was. I want to say it was the first offensive play of the game. It might have been the second, but in that first series, he threw that ball perfectly. Yeah, hit 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 his uh, back shoulder to kind or his front shoulder. Excuse me, to turn him away from the safety. That's excellent ball placement. That's confidence, and that really got him rolling. I did the kickoff show yesterday with Calvin, and Calvin's whole
2: thing was he wanted to see them throwing on the first play rather than handing off to Derrick Henry, which is what they did. They they threw. And then another thing that stood out to me was because Tannehill has been the backup and he's had time with some of the, the backup players and not the starters, you could tell he already had a rapport with somebody like Jonu Smith. You mentioned Tajay Sharp working him in. I thought that was going to be important because he didn't have a ton of time you know, with the with the starters because Mariota's been the guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely important. A.J. Brown, <laughs> he always refers to the quarterback and receiver development as as similar to developing a relationship with your girlfriend. And he said, <laughs> you have to spend time with her. And I, I said it before, um, and I'll say it again, they needed to speed date. And that's kind of what they did last week. And the timing really showed A.J. Brown and, and Tannehill on those slants. Now the offensive line. They, you know, I thought Taylor Lewan
2: obviously played the best game that he's played no since he's been back. No penalties, no bad days. So, <laughs> uh, they look good, and, and even dealing with injuries. I mean, yeah. you had Conklin get hurt. You had Davis get hurt. So they, they had a, a tough going with the injury standpoint, but only two sacks. Yeah, that?
3: and Jamil Douglas actually had a pretty nice block on one of Derrick Henry's yeah. runs. So those guys came in. Dennis Kelly did his job. But I tell you what, man. <laughs> That darn Joey Bosa, he is tough. He's pretty good, yeah, man. He's yeah. he's something to, to to talk about. That dude was disruptive all game, and then even the effort that he plays with, I love the effort that he plays with. That eighteen yard screen pass that Derrick Henry caught, it probably would have went longer, right? But Bosa, he was the guy who was sucked into pressuring the quarterback. He reversed field when he saw the screen and chased Henry down. Joey Bosa is a real deal. They had a, they had their hands full with him yesterday, did they ever? Tyreekus,
0: what's up?
4: Hey, how you guys doing, man? Um, i want I want I want to talk about I want to talk about Tannehill a little bit, man. Um, it's it's really crazy that we actually got to see this guy play, man. I really think he's he's the next Titan quarterback to end this year with. But my question is this right here, man: a guy who's been playing with the Tennessee Titans for five years, who need different, who needs a new system just to. Try to figure out if it's the right system for him. This quarterback came in the game, ain't even played with the starters for longer than two weeks, and he just and he just showed up. So my thing is, you guys think looking in the future we can actually see more uh, more att- more out of Tannehill?
0: Thank you, Tyreek. appreciate it. Um, I think what, the, where where I am with, with this yeah. is. Excuse me. You're choked up. I'm a little choked up. If Mariota, <laughs> if if Tannehill doesn't get hurt, I mean, I think we've seen the last of Mariota. I mean, I think this is
1: well. It's one game. It's going to be. One it
3: game, is. It but... is
0: one game. That's true, and we said that. But I will say this, Daron, that last week when talking about Tannehill, if he didn't look like this there'd be a huge problem, right? Because he should look like a guy that's looking for that, chomping at the bit, looking for that next opportunity to be a starter. This is a guy who's been a longtime starter in the league, and he's dealt with a lot of injuries, and it's been a while since he's been back in the saddle again. And it should look like that. He looked like a guy that has been dying to get back in that position, and it played out. But to your point, yes,
1: it is one week. But remember that there's been guys in history, right? Jim Plunkett. Rich Gannon. I mean, there's there's a, occasionally a guy that fails or doesn't do great in one place, and it just seems to be yep. a fit in yep. the in the next place. Steve Young, right? Steve Young. Not, I'm not saying Ryan Taylor's going to the Hall of Fame, but Steve Young was. I watched a lot of his games. He wasn't with the Bucks in Tampa. They were. He was horrible. Yeah. Right. But then he just fit perfect with. Or with, they with were the 49ers. horrible. They were horrible. But, everything <laughs> yes. but, he, but his number. Look at his numbers. He, he was terrible. But so so that's the that is really the hope ron is not that Tannehill maybe is a great quarterback, but he's just the right fit for this team. So we'll see. It's one it, game.
3: It, it, exactly. It makes sense for him to be the starter for uh, a bit. I think he earned himself a couple more games, but I just want to see if this same energy is maintained when that's the thing, right? Tannehill's. Right? Because Tannehill will turn the football over. Um, I, I know he limited his interceptions. I think the last two years he started, I think it was like – 12, 12 was the max, but he will turn the football over. So And, the one uh, and he'll be
0: inconsistent. He got his arm hit, so that yeah, doesn't matter. you know,
3: Chenny really... Iwosu, he's a good player, right? Yeah. And the dude got in and blew him up. Yeah. All right, let's get uh, Mark in. He wants to weigh in.
0: Mark, what's up?
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? You guys doing good? Yep. Doing well. Hey, just as a lifetime, uh, lifelong Dolphins fan, and I pulled for the Titans. Um, I thought it would be about game five. Tannehill is, is a better quarterback than Mariota. Uh, not so much running, but he's at almost 90 starts. And watching him with the Dolphins, it wasn't that we just we just were mediocre so many years and we had to do something. But I do think we'll have, that. this was a shot in the arm, you know, seven, eight receivers right off. And just watching, um, you know, there was some show that made a point about Mariota. You've got to be focal, unless you're a McNair and you just lead on the field, and Tenhill, he raises receivers. He gets them going, builds confidence. And those that first throw right in the hands, the other one right in the chest. Um, I really think this is a shot in the arm, and I think these Humphreys and a lot of these receivers, Delaney, uh, they've got to be just feeling good today. So I'll just I'll let you guys talk about that.
0: Thank you, Mark. It was indeed this show. It was our conversation with Rashard Matthews last week. Mm-hmm. It certainly got a lot of attention, and uh, that's what you're bringing up. And I I, I will say this. I did notice what Taylor Lewan. Anybody catch what he said? Now I don't think he I don't he's not taking a shot. He's just answering a question. Teron, you're there in the room. And he's one thing that really stood out that he said about Tanny Hill is he commanded the huddle. He looked like a guy that's been there, done it, commanded the huddle, and knew what he was doing. Yeah. And had a plan.
3: Yeah, I remember he said that. And that was that question was somewhat loaded. And that it said, How was he in the huddle? Okay. Not what did so he it do directed better? him
0: to – he didn't it, go out of his way to say, exactly. hey, I know you asked about this, but exactly,
3: hey. Exactly, exactly. So uh, it was – Taylor one I think is growing a, as a young man, and I think he's doing a better job of dealing with us as the media because one of the things that I asked him about, the, the rhythm on offense and how, you, you know, why it was so much better, and he made it clear that he was pleased with the results today. But he said it, we're not with the up and down stuff. We're not trying to be inconsistent. What we want to do is take this and build upon it. And I think that shows growth from last year where he sure. was kind of riding high yep. when they had that win. Do, do you think, and you can answer this on the other side, do you think he
2: takes this whole thing personally, that Taylor Lewan is taking Mariota's benching personally? Just that That strikes me as the type of player that he is, that he would take something like that personally.
0: We'll come back, and we'll build on the first hour and have a good second hour with Teron Davenport. Also, this is what I know at 1145. You're listening to Darren Donick and Chase on ESPN 1025 The Game.